tear on his greater trochanter. Not tra- I always say that greater tubercle. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, trochanter. Welcome to $2 Steak of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Barnum. Joining me today, as always, Toby. Bear. Happy Halloween. Um, Big Mike. The havoc is of all havocs. Oh, yeah. It's Halloween Havoc episode and Cookie. It's all about the you. It's all about the you. That's my Greg Olson impersonation. Oh, right. Because, Greg Olson. So right now you guys can't see it, but Cookie is wearing the hair of Greg Olson. Literal, his literal hair scalp. right now. His scalp. He's scalped Greg Olson, yep. who uh, is probably calling a game today. I don't know how you were able to get past the security, but you were wearing a uh, Greg Olson wig. It's all about stuff. It's all about stuff, Aaron. Uh, Cookie, how was your Halloween? My uh, Halloween was... Relatively boring because finals are coming up because it's almost the end of the quarter for us. Um, So I was writing a lot of papers. I did go out last night dressed up as Greg Olson. (laughs) I, you know what? It's actually kind of funny. I went to a fucking um, a frat party, right? Oh, Jesus Christ! You're 26 years old. I know, but. But the guys You're generation that, removed from that. Listen, listen, listen. It's it was two 27, 28 year olds, and the other three were twenty three year olds. They found the fucking frat party. We were like, "Fuck it, we'll do it." And of course, it was miserable. But but there was a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> he had lights on. It was like a legit car. We were all just geeking over this. One wait, kid that had like wait, his, he, tricked he, out he, wheelchair. He tricked out his wheelchair. <laughs> yes, he had a tricked he out wheelchair. Ride? It had turn signals and everything. Like I swear to God, this kid. Wait, had wait, a Cookie. Wheelchair. Was this a costume or was this just his regular like everyday wheelchair? I don't want to assume. <laughs> Did he have legs? I think so. Cookie, I can't remember. What, like what the like. That's the type of person you walk up to, like, bro. Yeah, I think he wants. It's a conversation starter at that yeah. point, right? Is this or is this not your actual life? Well, I mean, so I, we were gonna go over and talk to him, and then like his chair like lifted up like three feet, <laughs> and then he like drove away, so we couldn't. I mean, Wait, he so he had like, hydraulics on it too? Yeah, he yeah he had like was, it was he a pretty- trollo? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I, I really don't see a group so. of cholos last night. All right, check this out. Check wait, wait, this out. Okay. It was it was a group. And wait, they, wait, they all yeah. do. <laughs> I have to. It's a, it's a great segue. So it, if this has group, nothing to do with his normal night, this is awesome. But a, a group walking down the street, right? And they're all dressed in the classic cholo, and yeah, they're all yeah. matched. They have the khakis, the buttoned-up flannel, headband, everything. And it was a bunch of young white dudes, one black guy, and then behind him was our actual Latino friend. Cholo dancing, like throwing up signs and saying shit, and they're just there in support. It was, oh, it was hilarious. That is that is one thing. <laughs> I, I I wish I would have went downtown just to people watch. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, it's something. I, I will tell you, the only time I've ever gotten tear gassed was a Halloween night in we downtown Wilmington. We talked about that last night while we were closing up. How about the, the was, year that everybody got tear gas? I was downtown that night. Oh, we, and we didn't even know each other. We were within <laughs> a block of each other, and we didn't know. All right. That's what it's so sweet, Cookie. My, uh, anything else? <laughs> I, I, one more thing. I ran into Stone Cold Steve Austin last night. The, cool. the 
be uh what is it uh what is it stone cold what's his his twitter thing it's like bscr or something uh broken skull ranch yes Bro- broken skull yeah D- yeah y- it, I wish it was the real Steve. This was cold Steve, like Dan Housen <laughs> like said. Speaking of Dan Housen, he's a free agent now. He could be on AEW. Yes. Very evil. Very free agent Housen. Very free agent Housen. A lot uh, of free agents out there right now. Uh, it's <laughs> sad. Briscoes. The Briscoes calling out FCR already. Yeah. And the, yeah. Anyways, uh, anything else, Cookie? No. All right. So let's we're, we're getting the two uh, middle of the road stories out of the way. Mike. Uh, so I had actually a great weekend. My wife surprised me um, and she had organized with my one of my best friends from back home for him and his wife to fly down and kind of surprise me for the weekend. Uh, the joke was that this is one of the first times Amanda has been able to successfully surprise me and not ruin it. Um, and I think she told everybody in our friend group besides me. Right. Um, so shout out to her. Appreciate that. She had to tell a single per- one person every day. So that I wouldn't be the one, um, but yeah, we were. At, we she gets me down to New Anthem, thinking we're gonna go see a band. Um, band's not there. I'm like, well, whatever. We'll just order a beer. And uh, you know, this classic, like, oh, the couple across the bar bought this for you. And like, I lean over past the the tanks to see who it was, and I see my best friend, my best friends, and I'm like, what the fuck? I literally yell, <laughs> what the fuck? Because they're not the type that normally travel and do this sort of thing. So it was really cool. Um, we went out to dinner Thursday night. We did a tour day downtown, found out that Opera Room no longer has 75 cent PBR. It's your are, fault. They, they have, actually your, haven't for a very long time. Yeah, well, since the pandemic, it's uh, it's $2. It's still the tiny mug, though, so you're better off just getting a, a $2 draft or something yeah. else. Uh, but we went classy and trashy. We went to Opera Room, or Rum Cow, Opera Room. I know Tober doesn't like it, but we went to poor and then beer bar. Wait, wait, did you see? I didn't you also go to Rum Cow on Friday? Yeah, they, they were they were right like behind following them. behind us. So I, I was hanging out with uh, old Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, Davenport, and yeah, we were right behind Mike on his trail all night. But it was yes, a with the Rum Cow had some appies. It was great. We got appies too. We got the pork belly tacos as well as the God, chicken and waffles. I, I hate that word. So um, and, and, uh, and your wife says it. As, uh, ironically, she says it. I know. Um, but it, no, it was awesome. I, 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 I haven't like, la- like cried from laughing in a long time. So like we, we did that a couple times that night. It was pretty good. That's very sweet. Yeah, it's a good fun. story. Anything else? No, no, that's it. Uh, you know, we, we, we did end their stay here with a, a Halloween party that we will probably be talking about sooner rather than yes, later at Nate's yes. house. So that was it. All right, Tolbert. So yeah. it is down to you and I. The, the two stories, we have to play rock, paper, scissors. OK, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. OK, I mean, all right. Yeah, yeah. Go first. Honestly, because- you know, everyone knows Halloween's going to be crazy downtown. You know, it's typical stuff. But, um, you know, last year, Halloween was pretty much all but canceled. Uh, year you before. can't cancel Halloween <laughs> or lunch. You can't cancel, <laughs> you can't cancel lunch. lunch. But uh, you know, the year before, you know, still some stuff going on. So I feel like uh, people were out in numbers. Downtown was crazy last night. Saw some fun costumes. I worked. I always enjoy the shift. Like um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's very fun. You make lots of money, and everyone's in costume. It's fun. It's goofy, and you kind of, for the most part, everyone has a group mentality. You're going to go downtown. It's going to be crazy. So just enjoy the ride. Right. 
So uh, I just imagine like all the service workers like hyping each other up and like setting up like it's like yeah. we can do this, we got this. Like, <laughs> they, they all hit their chest. <laughs> and no, do it. We will also be a group mentality. <laughs> you get a Denzel Washington character giving you like the remember the Titans speech. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> we it, shall overcome. It comes in waves. So I, I went early because it was uh, beer fest yesterday as well. Oh God, downtown. yeah, yeah. So as I'm parking my car, beer fest is letting out, and um, it, it was like a horde. It was very reminiscent. I was listening to some. Some misfits as I was rolling up, man. Some right. Danzig. While I'm watching these literal zombies, yeah, stumble down the road. It was pretty brilliant. <laughs> but uh, got to work, got it started, man. Um, it was just crazy all night. I did. Uh, this one girl came up and her nipple was just hanging out. Is it the way that way? <laughs> every here. time. That's a common theme. Every time Tobin has a story, it's like, a titty oh. falling out. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. But, uh, is that what, she <laughs> what was she dressed as? It was a part of her costume. No Janet idea. Jackson? I have no idea. I'm just looking at her boyfriend. I'm like, you're going to. Bro, yeah. bro, your, your chick zips out. <laughs> you're going to get that? <laughs> but I mean, nothing else. I, I did have this uh, one guy dressed as a gladiator fall straight backwards. In, a, in his chair and spill a full beer all over himself and all over the floor and he just no sold it and walked out he didn't say anything he just looked around and walked but he, it was a, a puddle of uh, beer footprints <laughs> on the way out the door he, it, it, small little voice in his head don't sell it yeah don't sell it. It. no one saw that no one saw that don't sell it so <laughs> did he pay his tab? Yeah, yeah. He, just <laughs> he was already paid he's out. Already, he's straight backwards in his chair, like wham, and he's dressed in like a full-on gladiator. <laughs> did he fall? It's did he go out funny, on his shield? You know, because he, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know the thing is, and it goes for the people in the service industry as well. You, you go out, you're in costume, you're dressed up, you know. And the other night, if you do something stupid, you know, you might be able to, you know, it's not as embarrassing, but. Anything you fuck up doing on both sides, you have to remember you're in full costume. Yeah, you so all your fuck up. You're anonymous. Are you, are you <laughs> you have to deal with no, it. And, uh, Tober says like an APB to everybody. Every bartender, be like, watch out for the gladiator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they arrest Julie dressed as Tober. Like if, if something bad happens. That was pretty good. Uh, um, it's my sister-in-law, my yes. brother, and uh, their two best friends dressed up as the entire wait staff and bar staff of Cape Fear Wine and Beer. Yeah. Kind of awesome. Oh. His sister-in-law dressed as me. With uh, a uh, fish arm tattoo, fish arm tattoo. I think it was a she. She did a flounder, <laughs> not, <laughs> not a mullet. So, uh, but it, it's good. I, I might like employ her services later when the baby comes. So I could just put her in yeah, my, yeah. my space do it. and go out. Yeah, <laughs> Katie will never. Katie know. will never know. Never know. She nailed it. She'll never know. Why? Why is Tolbert suddenly yeah. into Friends? Like, why is he watching so many episodes of reruns of Friends? But good, crazy. Uh, last night, I have to do it again tonight. It's actually Halloween. So, but it's we I, recording. I guarantee you that it is going to be a lot less wild it tonight. Is. Yeah. Last night when uh, it, it did, there was cops, there was fights in the streets. What was no the pepper spray? What was the best costume you saw last night? Besides the titty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Beside the nipple hanging out of the bar. Um, but did get a macho man shout okay. out to uh Mr. Eddie's fun time yeah trivia. i saw that yeah they do uh our trivia Eddie, that was that was uh Eddie, mid-era uh yeah. macho Eddie man did a great mid-era uh macho man um i did see it wasn't particularly a great costume it was just the guy made me laugh he was dressed as a big cardboard robot right okay like he half-assed it but you know did it but he was so so sad when it was a sad, <laughs> yeah, robot. He was just, sad robot he was just the saddest guy i've ever seen out in halloween 
Uh, and I'm just like, who the fuck let in the sad ass rope? <laughs> it made me laugh. He still made the effort. He made it out. But, you know, it's all, all his other robot friends bailed on the yeah, robot outfit. Yeah, it, malfunctioned. It's always, it's always a blur of a good time. Uh, Cookie, uh, as somebody that has experienced both both Wilmington Halloween's and uh, Colorado Halloween's, uh, which is crazier to you? I will say uh, probably Wilmington. No, honestly, Colorado was pretty weird last night, man. I saw some weird ass outfits. I saw the Fembots. I saw Pretty in Pink. I saw um, those aren't weird though. Like, like Austin Powers. Like, there was just a lot. Of, there were slutty costumes. There were dudes. They were dressed, but they were still like they were dudes dressed up as like slutty nurses. It was just odd. <laughs> it was the fucking oddest thing. I love a good uh, cross dressing. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about like, that in a second too. <laughs> A lot of them. There were a lot of them in Colorado. Let's just say that. Did, I did have a, a bar regular dressed as a deer lion. It was pretty funny. <laughs> the deer lion. You know, the mascot. From yeah, the oh, yeah, program. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty That's funny. actually good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's pretty creative. I like that. The deer lion, is. he was an icon of my childhood. Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Did not resist uh, any of that with that education. Okay. So, Tolbert. Yeah. We're wrapping you up my turn right now so to start off the week uh as soon as we got done with the podcast last sunday we uh i had to go pick up my rental car and go to the mountains it was a vacation for all uh jasmine and i went to Asheville last weekend um first off uh the rental car did you guys know that there's two budget rental cars in wilmington north carolina probably there's probably a couple there's i like, did not enterprise one at the airport right? i thought yeah I, I automatically assume i've got the reservation go to the airport Pick up my rental car. We get there. I, I was supposed to pick it up at noon. Jasmine and I were still kind of putting things together, and we're like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. It's still going to be there. Uh, we get there at 1245, right? So I walk in. The woman's like, hey, give me all your information, blah, blah, blah. She starts looking me up in the system. Uh, the system didn't have me. And she's like, are you sure it was at this rental car place? And I'm like, I mean, is there another budget rental car? And she's like, yeah, there's one on Gordon Road. OK, mm. but they close at 1 p.m. Oh, I'm looking oh, at the thing God. and it's 12 at this point, probably 1250 at that point. Right. You remember how nervous he was before he even got yes, to this point? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Recorded? yeah. <laughs> so at 1250 I'm, and, and at that point, I had already sent Jasmine on her way home. And I'm like, just go ahead and oh, go you didn't on. have a car. <laughs> so I didn't have a car. So I called Jasmine. I'm like, Jasmine, you got to pick me up. We have to get to the budget rental car by 1 p.m. We have to or we're not going to have a car because I just we had already dropped off my vehicle to get worked on at Hughesburg. Yeah. So at 1250, she picks me up. We start making it. It is a it, I mean, it's it's, it's a, a heck. It's a track. It's a four mile drive. But Wilmington traffic and everything, it, it, we were scheduled to get there at 101. And I had told the lady at the budget rental car to call ahead and say, hey, he's going to be there at one. Uh, please stay open for yeah. it. We, we swing into the parking lot. I get out of the car. The, the fence, the security fence is closing <laughs> and a guy is going wheels up out of there. Right. And I like jump in the way and I'm like, hey, 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 did they not tell you that that I'm, I'm, I'm coming in to rent a car? And he's like, we ain't got no cars left. And I'm like, sir. I have a I, I have a reservation, blah, blah, blah. He's like, 
well, God got to be somewhere. He was like, he was like legit angry. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I have to get this rental car. I'm sorry, please. For, for the, you know, the love in your heart, please remain open and rent a car to me. He's like, shit, just come inside. So we go inside. We start going through all the paperwork. The car that I had, he's like, why weren't you here at noon? And I'm like, I thought that it was a thing like you have it reserved. I don't have to be there at the exact time. And also, I thought it was at the airport. And he's like, well, did you just fly in? And at that point, I had to like tell a story. I'm like, yeah, I just flew in. And like, I, <laughs> I, I was just flying in and I, I had to uh, Uber you know, Uber here. It was just it's just been stressful. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. We got you. We got you. Well, the car that you rented is gone, but I do have another car here. So we'll give you a free upgrade. I'm like, OK, cool. Great. I, so we had a brand new Jeep Wrangler Sahara edition sport to take up to the mountains. It was phenomenal, right? This beautiful cherry red Wrangler. So at that point, I'm like, everything's going to be okay. Let's go to the mountains. Start going up to the mountains. We make it up to the mountains. It's great. We're having a good time. Jasmine found an Airbnb on a 90 acre cattle farm. So we're, we're beautiful, beautiful, tiny cabin in the middle of this farm. We get in there, we, everything going, it's great. The next day, Jasmine and I are like, all right, it's, it's peak season. Let's go look at some leaves and shit. Let's go on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Let's go see what it's like to live in Asheville. We go on the Blue Ridge Parkway, and I'm driving this brand new car, which my butthole is already very tight about because <laughs> it's, it's windy. It's windy, right? Yeah, I am terrified it. driving on the Blue Ridge Parkway with this car that's not my own, you know? I so, thought as soon as she posted the picture, like we're on the parkway, I thought that immediately. I was like, Aaron <laughs> is probably flipping the out. fuck out. I was terrified. So we get to this part and we are, uh, it's called Craggy Garden, right? Beautiful area, steep as hell, right? We're, we're at an overlooking all this stuff. And we were going to go on a little hike, take some good pictures. I literally had to take a full Xanax, sit there for 10 minutes, hold my face, hold my eyes, breathe, try to get everything together. I pull myself together. We go hiking. It's beautiful. I, I, I'm okay because I'm so out of it because of the Xanax. It's good. We do all that. It's fun. We also get into it. Do you guys enjoy folk horror? We started because we're living, we're on this weird <laughs> pagan farm looking thing. So we start watching a lot of pagan horror movies. We, we enjoy that. I become obsessed with pagan horror. That's why we bought a bunch of books. We go to Orbit DVD. Oh, we're having great. We went oh. there twice. I Orbit's bought I spent 150 bucks. Right. Uh, anyways, that was the trip. We also went to Shoji Spa, had the most amazing uh, massage of my life. Incredible. Right. Yeah. Great trip. We come back. It's Halloween time. Uh, yesterday, we had a great thing. Um, we started off the day working on a fellow rugby player's house. It was good. It was, it was a solemn thing. We got to help him out. He's been out of town. He had a death in the family. We just wanted to help things out. All right. So here we go. Here, here's the main event of everything <laughs> that happened. Last night, uh, one of our best friends, Panda, who was a part of the rugby club, had a joint birthday party with his beautiful wife, Jenna. Halloween party. The Nimic Halloween party, a, a sight to be seen every year. Lots of alcohol, lots of fun, lots of crazy costumes. We're going. Jasmine and I 
had costumes last night. I usually don't dress up because I'm a curmudgeon. You are. Last night, Jasmine dressed up as Aaron. I dressed up as Jasmine. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I just really appreciate it. You, had, you went full into it, right? He had the, sh- the wig, the shawl. And he wore a romper. At first, I thought it was just a <laughs> pair of pants wow. and a blouse. But I go, is that a romper? And he goes, well, yeah, I'm wearing her clothes. Wow. And, uh, so, and also, so, I, I put tattoos all over my hands. When you peed, did you have to take the whole thing off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said, so, uh, so Aaron's not peeing behind the shed, is he? <laughs> I was so pissed. They're like, And later on, I was even more pissed. And we'll talk about that in a second. So Jasmine just got off of work before we went to the thing. Uh, apparently, she didn't eat much uh, yesterday, and uh, we get to the party. We're having a good time. Uh, the Nimics are notorious for making something called Porch Crawler. Uh, Mike, what is Porch Crawler? Uh, I mean, it's really just an eclectic group of liquors mixed with mixers to the point where it'll kill you, but it also doesn't taste like liquor. It doesn't taste <laughs> like anything. It's, it's great. It's very right? And I've seen, I mean, I've seen different variations of it. Not sure if they had any energy drinks in it this year, um, but I'm pretty sure we got a video of Jenna pouring an entire handle or bottle of vodka. Into oh, it. okay, good, good. So Jasmine last night, instead of using a uh, the red solo cup as a normal cup as anybody else, Jasmine, um, <laughs> as a part of her costume, had a one of those nice gelato half pints, you know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. So that was her. Oh, no, it's a pint. Excuse me. So uh, that was her uh, <laughs> cup last night. She was drinking uh, pints. The port, pints of porch crawler. At about nine o'clock last night, she's probably four or five deep of porch crawler. And I can tell like things are starting to go south. And I remember going up to her and I said, Aaron, I haven't seen you drunk in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> to which I get a response of something that made me like laugh out loud. I forget what she said exactly, but I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, she's going to get she's getting lit. I'm, I'm so happy <laughs> lit. because I enjoy a lit Aaron occasionally and we haven't seen Aaron it's lit a in a very long time. Long time. It's been a very long time since you guys saw me lit. And uh, after last night, I will never get lit ever again. So <laughs> I'm just letting that out there. Uh, so Jasmine, four or five deep, right? She starts getting emotional and a lot of women, you know, went during the process of, of getting drunk. Sometimes women get emotional and she pulls me outside and she's like, I just want to be me. And I'm like, Jasmine, I'm not trying to like prevent you from being you. It, it, it's it's nine thirty. We got to go. We've got a cat at home that's hungry. We said this. We made an agreement that we were going to be home at nine thirty. This sounds a lot like uh, probably what happened a couple weeks ago when we had to babysit the Mowers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it sounds nine thirty. We made an agreement. We were trying. We, we were trying to follow <laughs> through. Deadline. 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 As somebody that works in video production, used to work in news. Deadline is what I work on. At this point, I'm like, Jasmine, I will let you finish this drink. And we got to go. OK, I love you to death. You can be you. I love <laughs> you. Take the trekker hat off. Trek spit <laughs> out the dip. Uh-uh. You know, she, she did have a giant water bubble gum, which she packed in her lip as if it was dip. I really appreciated the attention cool. to detail. Yeah, it was really. She wore my rugby shorts, yeah. uh, which I will talk about here in a second. And uh, she wore my doom sweatshirt and uh, take off the fanny pack. She had a fanny pack. Yeah. So with the fanny pack filled with all my accoutrements, which would be nasal spray, uh, uh, asthma inhaler, Xanax and acids 
and acids. So Jasmine and I walk back inside. I'm like, babe, everything's good. I'm not mad. I'm just, we, we just, we need to start going soon. You're on the verge of being a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you to death. All right. So she's like, okay, love you too, babe. Go inside. I'm talking to some of Nate's friends and family, watching the football game, and we're, we're having a good time. Jasmine, unbeknownst to me, fills up another porch crawler. Okay. <laughs> another point of that's a fi- the fifth point of porch crawler is where your doom is met. Yes. The I always doom is stay met. away from that altogether. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> touch the porch crawler. The whole yes, time. I'm just curious. Uh, what's the optimal amount a porch crawler has? Uh, zero None. for me. None. 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 Zero None. to okay. one glass, and that glass should be spread out through the course of the night. Is Correct. usually it's how a I zipper. It. It's a zipper. Wow. <laughs> I I honestly also stay, stayed completely away I, from I it last night. Do not touch it, dude. Uh, so Jasmine goes outside, and we're, we're sitting outside, and all of a sudden I hear Jasmine yell, "Yeah!" <laughs> so they're playing uh, flip cup, right? Jasmine never played flip cup a day in her life. She flips the cup as she, she chugs her beer, flips the cup, and then promptly smashes it, <laughs> smashes her hand on the cup and just yells. Yeah! I'm like, holy shit. It is past the point. It's time to go. I'm like, babe, we got to go up the steps. We got to go. We, we got to start getting things together. We got to make our rounds. We got to say goodbye. At this point, Jasmine, who is wearing the Terry the Tailless backpack, right? Wearing the Terry the Tailless backpack starts, she starts losing control. I have to hold her by the handle of the backpack to keep her upright. We're good. Jasmine gets into a conversation. It's about, we're, we're saying bye to everybody. Jasmine says, honey, I really have to pee before we go. Five minutes go by. I'm like, damn, she really had to pee. Ten minutes go by. She's still in there. I knock on the door and I'm like, babe, babe, are you okay? We got to go. Like, you've been in there for ten minutes. Five minutes later, she starts trying to unlock the door. She cannot unlock the door. She finally figures out the door, open the door. She's still wearing my rugby shorts, everything. And but she's sitting on the thing. And I'm like, babe, did you just did you just piss through my rugby shorts? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All motor function is gone by this point. <laughs> Everything is gone. Well, she's just trying to do it like we do on yeah, the field sometimes. Yeah. You know, you just pull it aside. And, and they, they, unfortunately, women don't have the opportunity to like directionally, you know, send their urine when right. you're peeing out of rugby shorts. And I will say that she allowed us to talk about this uh, beforehand. <laughs> she was bright eyed and bushy tailed this morning. She's, uh, she's so, great. so all motor function is gone and I have to pick her up off the toilet. And I say, hey, Nate, we're two props. Can you please help me get her to the truck? The truck is a good 60 yards away from uh, the front porch. We start walking and it is literally I had to bind in on my girlfriend's rugby shorts (laughs) to get her to the truck. We're carrying her in a, a front row of rugby. Nate is bound in as the tight head. I am bound in as the loose head. The hooker is so she passed even, out. She even played your position. She last played. Night. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, she played hooker last <laughs> night. We get her to the street and she says, I got a vomit. <laughs> she starts throwing up and it is a fountain, a fountain oh, of yes, um, white uh, deliciousness. And uh, I'm like, OK, 
we're good. We're good at that point. It's all it's everywhere. It's all over the like the street. Uh, Jasmine, I'm like, can we get you in the car? She's like, oh, like, all right, we're going to get you in the car and we're going to I have to drive you home. I have to get you home. Somehow we're able to get her into the car, put the seatbelt on and (laughs) Jenna. God bless Jenna says, hey, I'm like, Jenna, can I get like a plastic bag or something in case she has to throw up on the way there? She's like, one better. I've got a uh, a novelty Halloween bucket. <laughs> oh, my God. One of those big plastic novelty Halloween buckets. So on the ride home, I had to hold the novelty Halloween bucket. I literally had to hold it under her head the entire time. We get home. I drive through downtown everything one handed because I am trying to get home. I'm talking to her, just making sure she's conscious. And I'm struggling because I'm not going to be able to get her out of the car. I'm so I have to text her sister, her sister. (laughs) God bless her sister. Her sister comes, helps me get her out of the car. We get her here. We change her clothes because there are (laughs) there's vomit and urine. Uh, So we (laughs) change her. We wipe her down with a cold washcloth. We get her on the couch. She's home. She's safe. And uh, she passes out for an hour. We're like, okay, good, good. Okay. So everything is good. We are good here. Um, it's where his hypochondria starts. Yeah. And I, so I'm folding laundry, watching her chest, making sure it goes up and down, making sure she's breathing because I am 99% positive. She was on the verge of poisoning. And I don't know what to do. Like I, I, I haven't, dealt with this in 15 years you know i haven't dealt with somebody who is who has been poisoned by alcohol (laughs) jasmine wakes up starts wailing she's crying and we're like babe you okay do you need anything do you need water do you need gatorade she can't make any words she's just laying there crying we put her on her side and we sit there for a little bit terry is jumping on the table trying to look inside the puke bucket (laughs) he's like oh what's this oh yeah it smells good Terry is completely traumatized. I, above all else, is com- I'm completely traumatized. I can tell. I couldn't go to sleep last night because I'm waiting, making sure that, like, I'd wake up, walk out, make sure she's okay. India stayed on the couch beside her, making sure she was okay. It was a hell of a night. <laughs> I just love, too, though, like, I got here, and I was like, so how was your night? And he's just like, oh, it's over. <laughs> and then my, 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 Jasmine walks out, and I was like, hey, how you feeling? Like, I feel great. <laughs> Zero hangover. Zero hangover. Zero hangover after alcohol poisoning. It wasn't alcohol poisoning. Then it was just Aaron being hypochondriac. Oh my god, folks! It was awful. It was. uh, It was. It was a bad. I I got up and I just didn't want to say a word this morning. I just. I was. Don't talk about it. I was sitting in silence for the first three hours of my existence today, and uh, we finally were able to talk and kind of work things out. I was just like, hey. I was really sad. Hey, I just want you to be. I want you to be you too. I want you to be you, <laughs> but not that version of you. Stay away from that porch crawler. The porch crawler is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to mind your p's and q's around it. I drink. Yes, cookie. I, I, I think I want to try the porch crawler. Uh, no, cookie. I know. Stay. It's there for a reason. It's 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 like a a, a cauldron of death. It tempts you. Calls it's, it's, you it in. is. Oh, it is. Man. It's a trick and a treat. Yes. It, yeah. It is both. And and there was uh, it's an ganga of pain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to make some bad decisions? Drink this. 
Five. It's the catalyst. Five. It's the catalyst of bad decisions. One is bad decisions. Two are horrible decisions. Three are life-changing events. Mm. She did five. Four is pissing your pants. <laughs> five is getting drunk out of the party. Literally carried. Carried out of the party. So that is my Halloween. Welcome to the Halloween Havoc episode of $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. This uh, this episode is one of my favorites every year. Uh, we get to talk about one of my favorite events in all of professional wrestling history, WCW's Halloween Havoc. We've got three amazing uh, matches this week. Three is some of my favorite matches that we have ever had for Halloween Havoc. Even yours, Tolbert, which is it is a pile of dog even, shit. Even mine? Even yours. I believe it's the the promo beforehand that makes yours such a special <laughs> moment in Halloween Havoc history. Let's talk about some wrestling. <laughs> All right, for the first matchup of the evening, a technical masterpiece for Mike Maurer. Mike, you have got one Davy Boy Smith against Lord Steven Regal. All right, we we do. We have British Bull, the the British Bulldog versus Lord Steven Regal. Who is Steven Regal escorted by? Uh, Sir William. <laughs> Sir William. <laughs> Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety three. Where was this? I don't know. This. But I will tell you that it is my favorite Halloween Havoc of all time. Like, like start to finish? Start to finish. Yeah. The, the main event of that one is Vader against Cactus Jack in the Texas Death Literally match. Literally can't. Yeah. All right. So um, this would obviously be the undercard of that match then. And it's just from start to finish. I, I don't actually have the wrestling knowledge or understanding to provide a good clarity of why this was so good. It, it was um, a very British style match. And that's what I love. So it is the British Bulldog who is yoked out of his damn mind and mm-hmm. Steven Regal. And we've talked about Steven Regal a lot. We've done a fair amount of matches. He's your like consummate professional. He's, I mean, he's still managing uh, running NXT, right? Right. Um, he's good. He's good. He's a good worker. He's a good speaker. He's just a manager, everything. Like he is professional wrestling. If you think about like, Hey, I mean, they, they, they did it to Goldberg. They're like, hey, Steven, go get eight minutes out of this guy. And it was just like, <laughs> they it, got eight minutes. Garbage, but they, like you said, they got their minutes. Um, so, yeah, British Bulldog comes out. Um, not a ton of pomp and circumstance, but enough. You know, it's like, it's, this is a WCW TV tel- like television title match on Halloween Havoc, one of their biggest pay-per-views. He's, he's kind of dreaded out. He's got his hair beaded like he was a white girl on a Jamaican cruise. Yeah, um, right, right, right. I was a little taken aback by that because it did not quite match his physique or his work rate. I believe this might be our first British Bulldog match. We, 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 Davey Boy we, Smith. I think I had a tag team match of British Bulldogs. The British and, Bulldogs. And Lord Steven Regal. Right. Working together against somebody. But, uh, yeah, this is, I think I do think this is our first solo Davey Boy Smith. Um, and, and like Aaron said, it is just a 100% technical match through and through. I think the total match length is probably like 12 to 15 minutes, something along that line. And it is, um, it is 100% catch wrestling. And it's, it's just, I think they give it a 15 minute time limit. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. So 15 minute time limit. It's catch wrestling at its finest. These two big powerhouses, just countering and rest holds and you see some big moves. I mean, the first half or more of this match is Davy boy Smith, just working Steven Regal. And it, like, and it, it, 
overhand top wrist lock to yeah. a reversal yeah. into something that you're like, oh my God. And okay. then, yeah, like this three minutes of counters and reversals turns into one power slam, like one power move. It's, it's just really, really impressive. Um, you know, Steven Regal, obviously, you know, he's been around the game a lot. He knows what he's doing. You know, you, you never know if he's just baiting the British Bulldog or if he um, is, is kind of, you know, on his heels, but he gets a little bit of offense and same thing though. It's, it's, it's counters and reversals. And, you know, he's, he's, he's got the top side of it. At one point, Davy boy Smith locks in Steven Regal's knees and, and like, I'm like, he's working towards the surfboard, but it, uh, it takes like two minutes to get there. And it's just like, you just tell it's like just destroying Regal's knees. Um, so much so that after the surfboard or well, while the surfboard's happening, um, what was it? William, uh, Sir William, Sir yes. William does distract the ref and Davy Boy Smith a little bit um, to where, you know, the bulldog lets go of it. And, and Regal's just working like he's like Monday's fucked. And it would be. I mean, Davy Boy Smith, I think they said at the time was weighing like 270 pounds. Yeah, he, he was freaking yoked, dude. I'm telling you, like Brock Lesnar jacked like this. Yeah. This guy looked. Um, so it's finally like you know, it's coming down to the wire and. And, you know, there's, again, more reversals, more catch wrestling, all this sort of stuff. And Davy Boy Smith gets the upper hand, but you can hear them counting down the time limit in, in the uh, over the speaker. And, uh, you know, what? I'm just going to go ahead and say, fuck Randy Anderson. What? No, <laughs> uh, I love Randy no, he, Anderson. Rest his soul. God rest fuck. Wow, Mike. Randy Anderson botched this match as bad as that UFC ref botched that match. Did you hear about that, Cookie? Night. Yes, I did. I did oh, hear my God. Um Crazy. The Bulldog has Regal pinned. And then Randy Anderson feels the need to jump over. He couldn't see the shoulders Jump down. over the two, get a slow-ass one, two, and then Regal kicks out. And Smith's like, dude, that should have been three. Like, what are it we should doing? have been. What are we doing here? But Randy Anderson, the man that's calling the match, you got to respect the ref. Yeah, I respect the man when he's working hard. And hard. Randy Anderson's hardly working here. And he <laughs> literally... So Smith, British Bulldog's like, fuck it. All right, cool. Like, I guess I'm going to go ahead and just power slam him again. And he does. Boom. And you can hear the countdown. It's like, you know, eight, seven, six. And so he slams him and he pins him. And what the fuck does Randy Anderson do again? He jumps over the goddamn pile again. He didn't have to. You can see his shoulders from where he was. He just <laughs> he jumps over. He wow. gets one, two, about to hit three fucking count out or time limit draw. Bullshit. That's what it was. Incredible match. It was just like Arn Anderson got screwed out of multiple matches that we have reviewed. <laughs> Davy Boy Smith, the, the British Bulldog, got screwed out of the WCW TV television title. Davy screwed Davy. Davy didn't screw Davy. Randy Anderson fucked Davy. <laughs> Tell, what, 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 what's going on? Cookie just did a walk off. I did. <laughs> Mike, you're not supposed to get angry at randy anderson okay he's a guy Fuck randy player. anderson all right i've been on randy anderson's side this time time and time again i think you he's, caught him kenny powers at he, one has point. Been, yeah, he, he has been he has been our wcw referee he has been our earl hebner yes. he has been the guy that we expect to do you know the, the the heaviest moments the the most pristine title matches and he fucked the bulldog well, we're also going to talk about a, another terrible WCW ref here in a second when we get the cookies. But, Mike, uh, overall, your, your final thoughts. You thought it was a good matchup. You, final you thoughts. This is one of the best outside of, and I can't even remember because I like WWE is what WWE is. There was an NXT match of Finn Balor versus a guy 
that was like 100% catch wrestling. Yeah. This is probably close to that when it comes to like just 100% catch wrestling at its finest with a good American flair style on it. Um, and it was just, it was an amazing match. I don't know what else to say about it. And it was an undercard match for Halloween. Have Halloween. Have I don't, there was not a lot of Halloween references in it. No. Well, Jesse Ventura was dressed up as Jesse Ventura and Tony Schiavone True. was also dressed up as Jesse. Ventura. Actually, I think Jesse Ventura was dressed up like a doctor. Cause they talk about yeah, that's how right. he was going to, you know, postulate and prognosticate on certain injuries and things. But uh, Tony Schiavone was in fact dressed up as Jesse Ventura and Jesse Ventura did in fact rip Tony Schiavone's mustache off at some point. Kayfabe, man. I, I believe he also said, well, Tony Schiavone's the only man that can grow a mustache overnight. I'm like, what does that even mean? I have no idea. But what does uh, that mean, Jesse? We all know, you know, Shivani is awesome. And so is the body Ventura. Your favorite commentary crew, a great link. Great matchup. Well, my favorite is Vince and Jesse. But yes, the Tony Jesse combo was very good. Uh, any social media this week? We did shit. Uh, we, we did shit. Travis had an amazing cosmic gumbo uh, episode. Um, that art, the art was just, I was looking, Incredible. For, I was looking for Easter eggs because we had Easter eggs in the Dan house. And um, if you do listen to this and you do care at all for any reason, and you want to look for those Easter eggs, tweet us or Instagram us at $2 stake, number $2 stake underscore. And uh, maybe we'll send you a pack of cards. Maybe we'll give you a shout out. <laughs> I will say um, that this week, Jasmine is listening. Uh, I, I feel bad last night while she was dying on the couch. I bought two uh, mystery boxes from Violent Miracle. Ooh, uh, maybe, they, maybe we'll send you some stickers or something. Yeah, we'll send some stickers if, and all that shit. If you tell us what the Dan House and Easter eggs might have been. I mean, Byron's already caught out. Like he's, yeah, Byron he's, doesn't count. Neither does Travis because Travis made it. But anyway, <laughs> Cosmic Gumbo, check out the art. I did. I think I think I tweeted it. Um, the, the picture of Pac giving the double finger. And I said, whenever Aaron tells me to do something that I don't want to do. And I thought that was funny. Um, and they got, <laughs> they got a couple of likes. I'm going back to the, you know, the cheap, 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 cheap pops. pops. Yeah, cheap pops. I'm just trying to pop myself. Maybe somebody else. All right, for the strong style cookie, you got uh, one Latino Heat. Well, actually, not even Latino Heat at that point. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, one of the most incredible wrestlers of all time, against one of my, uh, you know, one of my favorites, and maybe not the best wrestler in the world, but one of the most. Uh, I, I can't. I can't even explain it. One of the most charismatic characters. Uh, yeah. D. D. B. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, Diamond Dallas Page. And this is, I think, is this still Cigar, Diamond Dallas Page? Yeah, this is before he got. He became, like, cool Diamond Dallas Page. This is yeah. the, the tail end of his weird uh, heel run right before cool DDP. Yes, and we got Eddie. This is singlet Eddie, so this is very young Eddie. Yes. Like, creepy porn mustache Eddie. Yeah, and, and awful, awful hairdo. Terrible mullet. Terrible mullet. Uh, uh, Mike, would you say that this is a South Carolina mullet? Yes. 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 Okay. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the match, Cookie. Um, oh, okay. I think any mullet counts as a Southern mullet, and then a South Carolina. I mean, is it like a, like we talked about last? It's feathered. Week? Feathered. A little feathered. I feel like South mm-hmm. Carolina is not class enough to feather mullet. It's more of a. I will thing. say that that Nick Patrick, your uh, yes, uh, your referee for this match, also beautiful mullet. 
that was the next person I was going to get to, Aaron. We got. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> oh, you're fine. We're, we got. We got a uh, Nick Patrick in a neck brace. A neck brace, looking like uh, uh, that character on the Ernest movies when he dresses as the grandma on the Ernest movies. Tolbert, you know what I'm talking about? You know with the, I need to watch Ernest Scared Stupid. You right need now. to watch it. You that know what I'm talking about, though. The grandma oh, character yeah. that always yeah. wears the uh, the neck brace. Yes, yes. My yes. grandma wore one for. A bit. <laughs> so, My grandma had one too. <laughs> <laughs> Do those um, things work, Mike? For what? What are we trying to? Like, I don't know. I don't. I just. No, you just small, see old ladies wear. Ones, no, they're more so just to like you're aware of what your limitations are and you should not be. So it's like an Elizabethan collar for a, yeah, a dog. It's, it's bullshit. If you actually need a cervical collar, they give you like a custom fitted one. Is it the one with like the the metal rods holding your head up? Well, no. I mean that's different. That's more of a halo, but yeah. It's it's like a, a velcro one where you have a, a front piece and you strap uh, in the back side. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank Go you, back. Mike. <laughs> You're, thank you, Mike. Now, um, so they're fighting over the battle bowl ring. And uh, do you remember this one, Aaron? Do you remember this one growing up? Because I definitely thought AEW was the first one to do like a ring. I uh, I did not know. I like I guarantee that I watched this live and I watched it happen, but I did not remember like this storyline at all. It was just kind of like a storyline that was just kind of. Okay there you know gotcha just like an undercard storyline right right gotcha all right well we got uh tony shivani on commentary we got the incredible Dusty Rhodes. that's right and then we also have uh i believe is it bobby the ring yeah it was bobby your your bobby. least favorite <laughs> my yes and uh for the record i will not be quoting any bobby the brain <laughs> quotes from this match because a lot of them were racist towards eddie guerrero <laughs> if you look at my match so uh, we're going to cool it on the Bobby tonight. But let's go ahead and get to the countdown. Cookies top four, number one. Number one. I don't know what the holy gully is, but according to Dusty Rose, DDP almost found himself there. In the Yeah, I was like, what's a holy gully? Oh, that's, that's a holy gully. <laughs> well, look at that. He got caught up in the holy gully. I the was like, gully. what the hell is that? It, it was when DDP got trapped in between the top rope and the middle rope. But apparently... To Dusty, that's the Hully Gully. That that may be some kayfabe uh, carny words from back in the day. Has to be. Has to be. Number two. Eddie was great at stringing together a classic, but like hell, DDP, even at 40, had some of the coolest like offensive moves. You know what I mean? Like I they they made a comment, I think, that or uh, yeah, I think they made a comment that DDP was like 40 years old. It was like going on 40. Yeah, DDP was one of those people, mm-hmm. one of those late bloomers into professional wrestling. He, I think he started, he was a manager, and then he became a wrestler. Dude, He's a amazing. big dude. He's very tall. Yes, he is. And this is 1996. Like, Correct. this is before his big run. So it's crazy that this man was, like, 45, like, killing it in the ring with Goldberg, Nash, and all, this, all these other people, you know? Number three. I popped when Nick Patrick... Remind you, he's in the neck brace. <laughs> he pushed DDP down to the ground, and Eddie covered him up for a two count. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a little, <laughs> a little dirty. It was, it was, but it's good old Eddie, man. He's lying, he's cheating, and he's stealing. He's trying to steal that win from DDP. He, he is by any means necessary. But the best part is that after that, DDP popped back up. He got in the face of Nick Patrick, and what did Nick Patrick do? In the neck brace, mind you, he wasn't having any of that shit. And poor DDP was cowering in the corner when Nick was done with him. But it was a great sell from both, both parties. That's right. Now, I'll go to my honorable mentions. 
Um, so what's up with Nick? Uh, what's up with Nick Patrick in the neck brace throughout the whole match? I, I have no on? clue, and I do believe I, I'm not sure. I, I saw the NWO shirts in the crowd, so I don't know if this was right before or after his run as the NWO referee. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I didn't do like a lot of that time. That NWO storyline is so it's so complicated and convoluted that I don't know everything that's going on, especially looking back. I mean, I can, obviously we could go back and do the research, but this is a $2 stake, a pro wrestling (laughs) podcast where research doesn't matter. We do our, do your own research. We make, we just make it up. We don't care. We just read Facebook, figure out what happened. Yeah. Um, But hell, it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys watched this, but the dark side of the ring episode this week, the steroid trials wouldn't (laughs) be. I am one behind you, but I do know uh, what you're talking about. Is it the Vince McMahon wearing the neck brace because of Hulk Hogan? Yes. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent to build sympathy. It's like, God damn it, Vince. You turned this into an angle. Yeah. I, so this week we actually, I'm, I'm one behind you. So I watched the XPW one and oh, uh, oh. saw a man get his thumb cut off because yes. uh, he was sleeping with the uh, head booker and owner's wife at the time. Got his legit thumb cut off. Sloppy. It's very sloppy business. Sloppy steaks. Yeah. Slop them up, boys. <laughs> Slop them up. All right. I don't know why, but I'm a fan of near fall uh, roll-up false finishes, where for like 30 seconds it's nothing but false false finish roll-ups. Yes. And Eddie Guerrero and DDP did a perfect job of this. I mean, this is one of those matches that, like, I just felt like you, you don't know that you need it until you see it. Right. And like a young Eddie and a young DDP going at it, that was something I wish we got to see like a little bit later on in their careers. Right. The bet it would have been top tier. Because if you think about it, peak DDP was right at the time Eddie's career in WCW was kind of floundering. Yep. And then Eddie went on to go to WWE. Yes. And, and then he was above DDP when DDP came in because DDP had a bunch of shit storylines thrown at him and. Exactly. All that stuff about stalking Undertaker's wife, you know. I so that to, that era just reminds me of like the two thousand one WCW era, right? Like, it was terrible. It's booking. terrible, horrible booking, and I don't know what the hell happened. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Let's go to the the last one. Cookies number four. So I really here's the thing. I really didn't like the end of this match. It was like a lazy finish to me. I guess the psychology wise, they were going for Eddie has no quit in him until he gets hit with the diamond cutter. Like he's right. just a tough wrestler, right? Uh, but Eddie hits like this big cross body to the outside. And then that was pretty much the end of his offense. But I mean, for the record, I mean, that cross body was epic. Um, anyway, DDP catches him slipping uh, and then he hits him with like three different moves. It was like a flapjack, which is basically like a Styles Clash kind of. Uh, a spinning power bomb, which looked pretty fucking sick, and a diamond cutter. You know, I was really hoping Eddie would kick out, but we both know next to the end of days, the diamond cutter is the most protected move in the wrestling business. Um, but DDP is your battle bull ring winner, and they found it, by the way, magically in the corner of the ring. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what the fuck that was about. The, the entire time they were selling it, like, we don't know where the ring is. It's lost. And Nick Patrick, in a neck brace, Mind you. Found it. He found it in the corner of the ring. Neck braces and porch crawlers. This week's episode <laughs> of Two Dollars Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Well, uh, Aaron, I'll probably give this match three and a half cookies. Three and a half spooky cookies from Spoopy. Spoopy. Spoopy cookies. 
All right, for our final matchup of the evening, uh, I believe all these matches are going by so quickly, the story of my Halloween <clears throat> is going to be the lion's share of this week's episode. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Tolbert. Yeah, because mine's not much of a wrestling it, match. It, Tolbert. More no. so. <laughs> well, it occurred for not a wrestling promotion, right? It did. It Tolbert, happened. you got David <laughs> Flair against Buff the Stuff. And, uh, it was a DNA first blood match, whatever DNA that means. First blood what do they have to like, like test the blood to make sure it's actually blood? No, so. no, 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 no. Tober will tell you. Okay. All right. So this is a first blood match. It is determined who is the father of a baby between Buff the Stuff Bagwell and David Flair. Correct. Yeah. yeah there, there's a baby. Tober um, always gets these paternity matches. Yeah. yeah. I remember like Did Mark, you choose this match? Mark Henry. Did I what? Did you choose this match? Yeah, of course. I, cho okay. I, I choose. I choose all the matches. I, I didn't know if Travis like, you know, made a, you know, contribution I mean, we got so many contributions this week. It was hard, uh, to, it was hard to pick from. Yeah. No, nobody contributed. <laughs> That's why I was hard. <laughs> but anyway, so we, we start off with uh, with a promo uh, with Buff the Stuff. And Buff the said, Stuff, one of the greatest <clears throat> promo men in the business, right? Yeah, of course. He is juiced up, man. Ready to go. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prime, prime juicy buff right here. And he says that he is the big buff daddy and <laughs> infers that... Uh, David Flair has a fun size. Uh, <laughs> a small player, <laughs> a right? Small player, yeah. So uh, then uh, here That's comes, a penis uh, joke. If you're yeah, yeah, talking about his talking penis. About his little dick. <laughs> uh, then the music hits, and it's not Flair's music, but he, he uses his dad's graphic package. Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> and comes out uh, to not much applaud. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was... It's yeah. pretty sad, huh? <laughs> and he's got a DNA test kit, which I, I can't tell what's in it. It's just a bunch of plastic tests. I believe it'd like. be one of those, you know, those those bags that the, ensures <laughs> that it's safe and has not been yeah. tampered with. Coming out. So this is going to be a first blood. They have to draw blood from their opponent and collect the DNA uh, sample to see who the father it makes so much is. more sense now. Yes. So <laughs> match starts. Buff uh, the whole time just throws david flair around <laughs> and you can tell he's kind of having fun with it because he's kind of slapping the shit out of him sometimes mm -hmm. all the while uh david flair is just trying to mimic his father's move set and can, it's pathetic can i make <laughs> a, a a quick observation uh every year halloween havoc one of the biggest sets of yes. the like beautiful sets mm -hmm. uh you can tell that at this point wcw had no money left phoned it in there is no set for your Halloween habit. <laughs> Phoned it in. No set yes. whatsoever. No pumpkin. No. no demon that rocks it out just like Travis no. sent us this week. There is no set except for the big Titan Tron. That's it. Yeah. Like, is Tony Cerrone even dressed up? Nobody no, dressed no, up. No one's dressed up. I barely, you, you, the only thing that it tells you that this is a Halloween Havoc match is because That's it says, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Halloween three. Havoc on the curtain. So yeah. It is sad by this point. What, what year is this? Uh, this is the final year of their existence. Yeah. I believe it is the, it, it, this is Halloween Havoc 2000. Correct. Yeah. It's the final Halloween. Yeah. It's tough. This is where they're at. So <laughs> he throws David Flair around a little bit, you know, Buff <laughs> just flexes. At one point he's yawning. At one point, uh, Buff picks him up. 
rips off his shirt and stands behind him and holds his hands and makes him pose like yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> that was well. so sad. <laughs> then he David does pull a flare flop and it looks like he does like a skink out of the corner yeah, and then flat face. But he knows sells half the moves and uh, it, it's ridiculous. And even the commentators are like, I believe he's just stealing all of his father's moves. <laughs> he just did a flare flop. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the blood gets drawn when Buff Bagwell hits him with the chair, sending David outside. Uh, where he's scrambling to blade, <laughs> you can tell he's he's reaching around. Is he like uh, high around. Yeah, he's got his head. I do this. I do this. Dad did uh, it all the time. He he doesn't go very deep at all, and oh, no. you, you can't see the blood when he comes up there. Oh, no. he's got blood. He's and, busted. Yeah, not open. But so Bagwell's determined the winner. Uh, but then out comes Lex Luthor to uh, Luger looking looking like a hundred bucks yeah. <laughs> all, all all hundred of them yeah. <laughs> comes out to raise Buff Bagwell's hand uh, for the victory but then quickly clotheslining him because I think he's turned heel he's turning on everybody and, um, and one of the commentators even says are, are, are you all going to smarten up this is like the hundredth time that Lex Luger has turned on somebody <laughs> yeah, yeah. here in WCW so uh, ends up with Buff uh, lightly bleeding and David <laughs> Flair comes to and collects the sample, which he takes backstage to uh, to somebody. But we never found out the outcome. Yeah, we never found out who the dangling participle is. of this, the dangling Chad of yeah. this. Who was the father? If you can find out who the father is and uh, let us know, I will send you some goodies. Yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe a T-shirt, maybe a, a <laughs> Stickers, more likely stickers. stickers. More likely <laughs> nothing, because Aaron's terrible about sending stuff out. That's right. It was funny to see Buff Bagwell just kind of slap him every once was, in a was while. Was Judy there with her forklift? <laughs> Judy was not there. It would have made it so much more entertaining. You guys are getting ahead of yourselves. Oh, it, let's hear the spoiled uh, <laughs> Halloween Havoc haiku. Little David got cucked. <laughs> Buff <laughs> Daddy gave her his stuff. <laughs> Please get Judy down. <laughs> I'm, I'm still up here. We want to know Mama Bagwell as a grandma. You know, at this point, they didn't have the budget to get her down. Yeah. So <laughs> just like, sorry, Judy, you're, uh, you're there. It's she like she's, there's just a skeleton yeah. up there. Just a Judy. <laughs> the problem is like they didn't even have the money to like keep bringing her to the other arena. So she's stuck in an empty <laughs> arena. Just on a forklift. It's like in, the Silverdome. In the dark. One of those arenas that were like set for detonation. <laughs> We, got, we, we were going to destroy this arena, but there were some old ladies still in a forklift. Yeah, we're going to start a foundation. This <laughs> is the Judy Bagwell <laughs> forklift foundation. <laughs> that is it. It is one of my favorite episodes of the year. Uh, boys, we, we've said it all. This has been a very interesting episode of $2 Steak. Uh, that was my therapy, getting that out and, and talking with, with you boys about it. We could be here for you. We will bill you later. Uh, please, I, I've got an HSA. I can pay you back. I promise. <laughs> Cookie, uh, any final thoughts? This is Greg Olson signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast.